So, what do we start with? We have a bunch of topics. Yeah, do we have follow-up? We don't. I don't think so. For a change, a lot of stuff happened this week. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of things. Yeah, so you want to start with this Uber branding stuff? Yeah. Um, so... Because that exploded. <laughs> unless you've been living under a rock for the past week, uh, you probably know about this. Uber shipped their rebranding. So there's like kind of a, a few parts to that rebranding. One, the app icon. Two, the wordmark. And three, what I consider like the overall identity, like the website, the videos that they posted and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, and I guess like we should tackle them separately. So I think the <laughs> the more um, controversial one was the the app icon. How, how would you uh, describe it if someone hasn't seen it? You you say it's the, like the separate things. I, I well, they're not separate very... thing. They're they're like supposed to be related, um, right? But like I think we can judge them separately, if that makes sense. Because yeah, so because the the, the whole concept of the app icon is very tied to their whole no new philosophy of bits and atoms and stuff. But uh, so if you want to just describe it without any background context. <laughs> so the new icon, they switch from the classic U to it's a square um, inside a circle. And the square is connected to the outside of the circle, the, the circle with a little line, right? Yeah, that extends a little bit past the circle. <laughs> Anyway, uh, and it has, like, uh, the background itself is this, for me, it's a green, dark green stuff with some pattern, tile pattern. Yep, me too. Yeah? You got the green? Because yep. I know they changed that from region to region. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's like uh, green teal-ish. Yeah, yeah. Real-time follow-up. Um, the line really does extend uh, on the icon. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm zooming my screenshot here. Uh I'll put it in the show notes. But anyways, yeah. Um, so how do you how do you feel about this? So a lot of people were <laughs> had a lot of uh, negativity towards this. Of course, this logo because it's, a, it's redesign. a redesign, a rebrand. No one likes them. Uh, but uh, personally, I kind of like it. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> you know what? Uh, the old, which by the way, they released like a style guide. Uh, not that long ago. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Yeah. Like, a, I don't know, six months ago or something like that. Um, anyway, I, I felt that the whole, the, the old brand, the, the whole image of them, like it was, it was kind of so for me, lame. Yeah. Well, one, it was very masculine, like a lot of like black and white, like the kind of imagery that they, images that they were using were like targeting at rich white dudes that want to take like a mm -hmm. black car was really like their positioning that was their first approach yeah like, luxury like you don't get in you, you don't want to get into this dirty old cab you want to get this uh a black car mercedes or bmw yeah and luxurious and you thing. want to feel like james bond like yeah it's I, I feel like that was kind of the the brief for their old branding yeah and i I don't feel like it really matches what Uber is about today. Um, mm -hmm. Feels like Uber is just the thing that everybody uses now. It's not even a luxury. It's just 
there. Yeah. And it's part of like every day. Like I like everyone I know basically uses it like from time to time. And then it's it's just like a normal mode of transportation. Yeah, it's a utility. I pulled this quote from um Wired's um article on this. Mm-hmm. It's titled the Inside Story Behind Uber's Colorful Colorful Redesign. <laughs> and it, this is a quote from uh Kalanick. It's um CEO. Yeah. I think. Uh uh, yeah, yeah. He said yeah. the the early app was an attempt at something luxury, and that's where we came from. But it's not where we are today. So they came up with all that that mentality of this new brand is something to represent what we already are today. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's what we want to become. This is like just to update their branding to the company. Yeah, the present company. I guess what like the problem that most people had with it was the fact that it is so abstract mm-hmm. and like I've seen like obviously if you designers are going to do that like unsolicited redesigns already and stuff like that or like replacing the circle with the square in the middle with a U um, or things like that. If this just rotated 45 degrees it would make like kind of a U. Yeah or rotate it and <sighs> things like that i don't see this as being that much of a problem like the fact that it's abstract because to me like i don't know if you see it this the same way as i do and maybe i'm like overthinking this but i feel like the pattern and the background is like an intersection um the white circle in the middle is kind of a spotlight the square uh is the car and the line is like a path. So like if you're following a GPS. Whoa, you're overthinking it. <laughs> so I'm probably over- overthinking it. But I feel like it does make sense in my head. Like it's not a completely abstract and like weird icon that comes out of nowhere. Yeah, th- their thing is to uh, combine bits and atoms. Um, the bits being, you know, the technology, mm. the app itself and the whole infrastructure and the atoms. Uh, is representing the real world like people in you know cars and drivers and all that uh, which is an interesting concept but it's uh, you know for me it's like whatever like i'm not saying that it's not important it's just something that you came up with and it's something that it's valuable to guide you and to create this whole you know main image but it's not important yeah like, if they went with a different path it's whatever for me like it I'm not saying that it's it's not important, but I, I don't think like you just need to, to pick one that makes sense and there are not right and wrong answers for me. Yeah, so. well, we talked about uh, that in the first episode, I believe, with the medium redesign where like at yeah. some point you get into like that des- design bullshit where like, you're just like making up stuff mm-hmm. to try to sell your design. What does Uber have anything to do with like bits and atoms? Like seriously? But you can, if you twist the story, you can fit in whatever narrative you want. Yeah, and that's fine, and that's uh, expected, and I think you should do that. But it's, you know, whatever, (laughs) whatever. If it's Adam, uh, Adams and bits, and but I think it makes sense. It's it's romantic. It's you know, it's romantic. It it makes up for a nice story, and um, I have no doubt that it, it helped once they you know once they got to that. That premise it helped the the design team to, you know, shape their thinking and to create this one single idea that 
everyone was was pursuing right it, it helps yeah. it's 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 cool it's romantic and it helps solidify their mission too which is like something yeah, that's yeah pretty important in a logo um but you know what this is only important for them because every single user is going to like if they're not designers and nerds they're going to open the you know they unlock their phone and they're going to see a new icon and it's like huh it changed but it's not <laughs> no one like normal users are going to say oh yeah you know what i think that's like bits and atoms oh yeah no, like, no definitely one. not like so that's for a design community in the end uh, i think the 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 goal of a of an icon is to create a memorable you know shape memorable visual thing so people can associate your icon to your brand or your product or whatever yeah and uh in that sense it's i do feel like it's memorable yeah it's it's a it's a good uh, it's a good icon i think it's it's not amazing and i'm blown away but it's it's good it's i it's it's different i don't think it would make the eli shifts uh award yeah i know he'd be really happy about this one <laughs> yeah it's not using a white background the old uh, Uber icon uh, had like this dirty white gray gradient stuff. It was not white. It was just like this. Yeah, slightly off white. <laughs> yeah, it looked dirty. And <laughs> it was very like old and, and amateurish, I feel. And this one, it's, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. It's like, all right. And I feel like the having it be more abstract is fine also. Because like, if you go to the opposite end, you end up with the Netflix icon. That is just <laughs> oh my god words on on your icon and it's kind of pointless. Um, that even goes against Apple's guidelines. They don't want you to put your logo in an icon. Yeah, just like the whole word mark. And I think like a great example of um, a site that does it well is YouTube. So YouTube on the web they have the like the word mark, um, mm -hmm. and on their icon it's just a play a play icon. And it's instantly um, recognizable as YouTube. Like, it looks exactly like it. And it looks like the the red shape that they have in the word mark. Um, mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to use words. And it works really well. Um, but I feel like YouTube, due to its sheer user base, like, they can pull off anything. You know, if YouTube changed their logo to whatever, to a line... And put that on their website, you know, give it uh, two months and it will be instantly recognizable. Don't you think that way? Uh, I, I, I think this is a good icon, YouTube. I'm not saying that you're not right, but... Um, but I just think like... But still, I don't know. It's, it's not a bad icon. It's not a bad example. So even if they could do anything, like they still did mm. a good job. Like, I, and I, I feel like even if they weren't YouTube, then it's, the icon still holds up and still makes sense. So... If you look at that example, uh, one key part of it is um, the fact that there's kind of a visual tie-in between the word mark and the app icon that you don't see mm -hmm. in Uber. Um, mm. The like the Uber logo that you see on the website looks nothing like anything you'd see on the app icon. And that, I think, is more problematic. Yeah, there's nothing that you look at it and reminds you of Uber. Yeah. Even if you're familiar with their new word mark. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I, I can see a lot of people freaking out. Yeah. Like, but they, they will with any redesign. Like, popular yeah, and a lot redesign. of people ding them for, like, 
the icon that ex that the line that extends the circle in the icon and the the square that's not centered properly and <laughs> i mean it's kind of weird that like you chip this and like forget about these things but i see them more as bugs than anything else yeah <laughs> like i just assume that in a future app update they're gonna fix that like just clean that up and then we're gonna move on I want to ask you something. I saw your tweets. How do you feel about the the intro animation on the app? I love it. It's it's really awesome. Uh, but it is super slow. Um, and there you go. And that's something that's interesting because um, I I need to try to dig up that tweet. But like, it's the same loading time. It's right? the same loading time. Uh, yep. As the old. But the the difference was. I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, I believe the old app had sort of two loading screens. So you had like the the launch screen. So you waited a bit and then you went directly to like the place where the map is. And then you had another spinner there because it was sort of split into two sort of waiting areas. Your mind just felt like, oh, like I'm waiting a bit through like this loading screen and then, oh, I'm waiting a bit to get the map to load and it felt faster. Where now they collided it into like just the one really long, slow animation at the beginning. I'm not sure about that. I think it was just a single, you know, dark blue background with a little radar pulse thing. I But I'm not sure. Maybe, yeah. I forget about these things, but... Yeah. Because that's... That would kind of be the way to explain it but yeah i don't know so it's interesting like perceived speed is totally something that's super important for us as designers yeah it doesn't matter how like what the actual speed like if you work at time people is it's what they feel it's a perception yeah the perception is what it counts and um that's one thing that uh we tested while i was working on checkout was the different steps so what if we put all the fields for the checkout form on one step that means that mm -hmm. we get to save like a couple clicks so you don't have to like click continue on each step mm -hmm. so we thought like you know what like that might be faster so and like fast a faster checkout is usually like a good idea mm -hmm. um you don't want it to take 15 minutes to fill out a checkout form so but we what we did is tested like one step two step and three steps we timed the, the the time it took to complete the checkout but we also talked to people about it uh, after everyone that said that had the three step checkout said the the experience felt fast we weren't asking for a lot of information uh it was clean easy and simple versus people that had the one form it felt like something that was really took a long time because they had to like look at the whole f the like every field and they felt like it took a long time for them to get that sort of positive like validation of like i'm clicking continue like i'm moving on like i can feel progress yeah whereas like that one big step felt like gosh it's taking longer before i can like see what's on the next screen let me guess People with the single form, it was actually faster? Yes. Yeah, it was faster. Uh, yeah. So, like, what you should really optimize for is how people feel when they're they're using your app. Like, the actual time it takes 
doesn't really matter. And that's that's something that's really cool because you can do really clever magic um, to sort of make your app feel faster yeah. uh, than it really is. A lot of times uh, I, I've people were complaining. I, I've designed this web app. People were complaining that uh, you had a lot of times where, <laughs> you know, it, they were a little too long. Mm -hmm. And that was not my department. Like, right. <laughs> that's um, that's uh, some infrastructure stuff. But I, I just changed the speed of the loading spinner. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so exact same time of loading, but the wheels, you know, spin faster. Right. And uh, people stop complaining as much. Huh. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, just that. And like, I feel like designers are often quick to say like, oh, people are complaining that the app is slow. Like the developers should make the app faster. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes, of course, but... There are things you can do in like pure design that can make that way better. So like mm -hmm. I always try to think like, okay, is there like a design solution that we can do now in the meantime while our like development team is working on making the thing faster? And then once they're able to make the app even faster, then it's gonna be awesome because the app is gonna feel super, super quick. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's always something important to consider. To consider. So, so Uber. <laughs> going back to Uber, <laughs> I do think the identity is super successful. Like, if you're looking at the website and like the overall story, like they had a couple of blog posts and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and some videos. Yeah, I think it makes tons of sense. Like, it's way closer to what Uber wants to be in the future. Uh, it also represents better what they are today, which is like they're not just the the car company. Uh, they're um, you can do Uber Eats, you can do Uber uh, shipping, Uber Rush. Well, you can. What? You can. I we don't have that here. Yeah, I don't believe I can either. Uh, but yeah, right here we have like Uber Black, Uber X, and when I went to San Francisco, oh my Jesus! <laughs> yeah, like the Uber pool is so sheer awesome. amount of options. Uber pool is the best. Oh my god, yeah, Uber pool. Oh, that was great. It's like you can go anywhere in San Francisco for like six bucks. I think it's even less than that. It's for something. Well, depending where you go, I think. But yeah, right. it's super cheap. And you have a slider on top to change from like ride or eat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Deliver food. Yeah. Anyway. So and in that way, like having a more versatile icon makes a lot of sense. Um, so yeah, I give it a big thumbs up. Like I remember when I was uh, talking about the medium logo, like I really like judging lo like logos or rebranding by the goal that they set. And I think mm -hmm. for the Uber redesign, like they pretty much hit the nail on like what their goal was. May it makes Uber feel way more human. Uh, if it makes it feel more accessible to more people. And it makes you think less of like Uber means I'm going to get a cab. Quoting from that same Wired article, uh, Jesse, the, the author, they wrote that it took them a year and a half to agree on five pillars. They thought uh, best describe it, the company Uber aspires to be. Jeez. And those They're five fast. pillars, <laughs> five pillars are grounded, populist, inspiring, highly evolved, and elevated mm. so a year and a half okay <laughs> yeah 
But uh, you know what? Uh, we're going to link the this article in the show notes and give it a read because it's interesting. I, I found it very interesting the way this this project went. Like the CEO was very involved in this and he's not a designer, right? Yeah. And it's very interesting but because like I... I could relate with a lot of the their like designers' pain points. Like, you know, the CEO was their client in a way here, and it's like you have to. They say that in the beginning they were like making a brand for the CEO, and they struggle a lot with that. And then like there was this turning point where the CEO was like, "Okay, this is not something for me. Uh, this is for the company," and that was that was cool. So, yeah. And they they had like a retreat, like uh, the, all the design team went to the this uh, the the CEO's house <laughs> for like a week. Uh, anyway, the um, that article is pretty cool. It's on Wired. Um, links in the show notes. It's it's quite funny though to see a lot of CEO like really micromanage people <laughs> when it comes to logo rebranding. Like, do you remember uh, Marissa Meyer with uh, the Yahoo logo? <laughs> Yeah, they released like one a day, a logo a day or something. Yeah, and and then like they went to her like house or something like that over a weekend and like she cracked open Illustrator and like started playing with typefaces. It's like, oh no, what are you doing? Anyways, it's hard. I can't, yeah, I understand. Like, it's your company. Like, most of the times, it's a company that you founded and you've been, you know, it's your life. Like, it has been for, I don't know, five years or something. And you're trying to give it a new face. And it's hard to let go uh, and trust other people. But uh, anyway, like, you should. It's it's a very hard thing to do. But Yeah, well, I feel like, I don't know, like, they you trust people when they're working on features or redoing your app or stuff like that. Why not trust them with a logo, too? And, like... Worst comes to worst, like you're not happy with the result and you give feedback and people go and improve it. And at some point you're going to settle on something that everyone likes. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. That's it for Uber. Uh, <laughs> again, we're going to link a lot of stuff in the show notes, like the loading screen, the animation. Yep. So yeah, if you haven't, check it all out. So now second topic. <laughs> There's been uh, some uh, some controversy on Twitter about Twitter, which is very meta. Mata. So the thing, it all uh, started, I think, uh, from an article um, in BuzzFeed that uh, it was saying that Twitter is go- was going to ship an algorithmic timeline, right? Yep. As soon as next week. That was the original, yeah. Yeah. And then a shitstorm <laughs> of tweets it was, uh, came pouring out. was this hashtag that uh, started appearing... R.I.P. Twitter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Twitter went crazy because, you know, of course, power users aren't kind of against this. Um, but just like a disclaimer, Jack Dorsey himself tweeted, I think yesterday, uh, February 6th, that uh, <laughs> regarding R.I.P. Twitter, I want you all to know, and I'm quoting, I want you all to know that we're always listening and we never plan to reorder the timelines next week. <laughs> right. Twitter can help make connections in real time based on dynamic, interesting interests and topics rather than static social friend graph. We get it. So now I don't know what to think. Like, uh, so they were going to ship this. They were not. They're planning to ship it this later. I don't know. Yeah, it might have been a carefully worded tweet. (laughs) 
we weren't planning to introduce yeah. it next week, but the week after. <laughs> but no. <laughs> no, we're not. Yeah. And I do wonder, like, did they just pull the plug <laughs> when they were working after they saw that big, like, everyone complaining, basically? Or yeah. oh shit, did they, like, really genuinely never had plans to do anything like this? I don't know. But I, I just think it's an interesting discussion for us to have. Yeah. Not really, like, if they're going to ship this or not. But if you think it's a good thing for Twitter to ship something like this... Mm-hmm. I, I can go first very sure. yeah, yeah. quickly. Uh, for me, for me as a user, I would not like that. Like, mm. I'm a Twitter, how do you call it, a completionist? Yeah. Like, I read every single yeah. tweet. Um, so if someone would change the order of that, it, I would hate it. Which, by the way, like, I use TweetBot, so I don't even have that, that feature, like, while you were away thing. Yeah. And every time I open the official Twitter app, that like puts me. And off, to be like, fair, like I'm sure that if they were to introduce something like this, one, they'd probably give you the option to s- switch between the two, and two, they <laughs> would, like, it would definitely not work in Tweetbot. <laughs> like, I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah, Tweetbot yeah. would be forever like uh, reverse chronological. So yeah, but. Well, you know what? I don't think they should give that option. Like, I don't think they have an option to turn off while you were away feature, right? Uh, no. No, you can't. You can't yeah. That. So I don't think they would give you an option. But here's the thing. Like, for me, as I said, I would not like that. Like, that would possibly ruin Twitter for me, which would be very sad. Interesting. Because that's like a Facebook thing. Yeah, definitely. That that would be a Facebook thing. Uh, why do you say it's a Facebook thing? Because um, Facebook's uh, newsfeed, it's like that it's not chronologically it's sure but the, i mean to sort. the content is different like my main problem with facebook isn't that the um the like order of the timeline is there that they mess up with it it's it's just garbage content right yeah that's of course but but it's it's a different approach to showing your content that's i feel that facebook is like if you go to facebook it's like okay so what happened like what's going on yeah and twitter is like what is going on like right now what what's happening in the world like right now but i feel like it's a it's a different really because i i feel like the yeah. um well i don't know it depends but By the way, i don't use facebook the, well the the way that i use twitter is a lot less what's happening right now um because well i don't know how you use you use tweetbot but basically i like I like you read pretty much all the tweets, um, but but then I I start from the bottom, so I'll always start with like oh yeah me too the tweets from a couple of hours ago, so they're not gonna be what's yeah. happening right now, and if they did have an algorithmic timeline, I would like I'd have to always start at, at the top right. If you do an algorithm, it would like show me what's most important whenever I open Twitter, so it probably show me the most important like stuff that's happening right now then i was i would as i would go down the timeline i'd see like less important and less timely stuff well i use twitter in two different ways one is like when i just open twitter and check it like early in the morning or you know every once in a while i open it and check it and that's yeah it's like you like i'm reading like i have like a hundred tweets to go through and i just do that so it's not like real time Mm -hmm. but the other use case that I use it is like when I'm working I'm on my computer and I have Tweetbot open and it's it's visible because now I have a 27 inch screen <laughs> so it's always visible it's there on the side and as tweets are coming in I'm reading them 
Like, and that's, I would consider that like real time. So if anything happens, I can jump in pretty quickly. Huh. Um, because it's interesting, like if I'm reading, like, you know, so my, I'm on different time zones. So a lot of major stuff happens while I'm, yeah. when I'm asleep. So when I wake up, I have a shit ton of <laughs> tweets to go through. Huh. And <laughs> if I, if I read a tweet that, you know, naturally, like I would like to jump in and if it's a question or if it's something that I would like to pitch in. If that tweet is like more than five hours ago, I'm not gonna answer. Like I, oh really? I feel that okay. Yeah, I feel like like okay, I'm out. Huh. Especially like if I check it and it has a lot of answers already, a lot of people chiming in. I'm like, I'm not gonna jump in. Um, but when I'm like working in in real time, people are like, you know, tweets are coming in in real time. Mm-hmm. That like I like to get involved because I feel like this is something that's happening right, right. now. I, I don't know. It's a different approach to it. Mm-hmm. Um. But you know what? I think uh, an algorithm, algorithmic timeline, it would be better for new users, in a way. Yeah. Which you know what? This is Twitter is is in trouble. I think it's, <laughs> like people know yeah. this, but I feel like every single solution it would be that that I I can think of that would be maybe good for Twitter. It's two things. One, it's kind of like going against what Twitter is because I feel that what Twitter is. It's not a mass market thing. Like that's why they are struggling it. Mm. And every single solution that I can think of, well, yeah, again, like one, it's not gonna, it's, it's gonna change what Twitter is, and two, it's gonna, ch- I'm not gonna like that. So I have, I'm on this position that like, yeah, you need to change in order to make more money, make investors happy, grow. But every single one of those changes is gonna be bad for me, and I'm actually kind of scared that it's gonna r- ruin Twitter for me. Right. Um. So there's there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> so what like let's say they introduce that new algorithmic feature and you can turn it off. What does that change in your Twitter experience? You know what how th- that could change if most of the users use that algorithmic stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume that tweets are going to be sorted by you know engagement like if a tweet has a shit ton of retweets and faves, well, likes. Yep. Um I'm going to assume that's going to, you know, go first. And that means that if you're not a very, like, famous Twitter user, if you don't have a lot of followers, if you don't have a lot of engagement in your tweets, which I would say, like, it's like 90% of people on Twitter, I, I'm scared that they would be buried in that timeline. So a normal user, I don't think, you know, spends hours on Twitter. Like, they open Twitter, check, like, 20 tweets mm-hmm. or something. And then they close it. Yep. So that way, people who are not as influential in Twitter are going to get buried. And that's a cool thing that I like. I'm not, I don't have a, t- a ton of followers. The more followers you have, I feel that it changes the experience. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. If you have less than 500 followers, if you tweet something, it's it's not tweeting in the <laughs> yeah, void. No but one's going to care, really. Yeah. So that's one of the things that I like. Like if I follow something, which... I just like I discovered or I'm friends with and he has like a hundred followers. Mm-hmm. That person in my timeline is gonna be as important as Gruber, which has like a million followers or a gazillion followers, mm-hmm. not a million. Well, but I feel like they they could optimize their algorithm so that it's not necessarily based on overall popularity, but it's based on popularity with you. Like if you're like if this person like you you like his tweets really often or um you're retweeting his stuff or you're 
picking links that he's sharing more than other links, then that person could like be like be shown more often hmm. in your timeline and like earlier on because Twitter knows that to you this person is important versus even Gruber because he always tweets about like sports and like boring stuff. I I just feel that there's a lot of room for failure. Like oh sure, but it changes the way Twitter works. Like if I retweet like layouts tweet, yeah. right? Which so we have an account for layout, which it doesn't have a lot of followers mm-hmm. yet. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Go follow it, everyone. Let's fix that before they roll out the new timeline. <laughs> so every time we tweet from the from layouts account, we always retweet it from our personal accounts. If they had an algorithmic uh, timeline, the fact that I retweeted this, like I have no guarantee that people who follow me will see this. Maybe they won't. Like well, so if. <laughs> So if you read all the tweets, this shouldn't matter, right? Well, no. Like, wouldn't it mess it like the order? Well, like I know don't, on the official don't app- focus on the order too much. But like, if you're reading all the tweets, you're gonna see all of them. You're just it's just gonna rank some of them in different order. You're gonna read them out of order. Like you're gonna you're gonna see a tweet saying pizza, and then 15 tweets later, see what should I get for dinner. <laughs> Like, yeah, no, I I do get that, but like, just like for the sake of of like the argument, like, if you read all the tweets, you're gonna see everything. So it's not that they're gonna start hiding tweets or hiding stuff from you. It's just that like they would reorganize them. But most and people don't read all the tweets. So here's the thing. Yeah, most people don't read all the tweets, and if you're not gonna, and it happens to me too, honestly. Like there there are days like i i'm not like you i don't have the my twitter client open all the time while i'm working Mm -hmm. um so it happens that on some days like at the end of the day i have 800 unread tweets i was like i'm not going to be able to go through all of that and sometimes i either like scroll really fast and like try to skim really quickly or Mm -hmm. uh just scroll up to the top and (laughs) declare a bankruptcy um mm-hmm. like twitter bankruptcy and um in that case i would much much rather say like okay let me s- scroll up to the top show me what's most important right now what are the big things that happened and then go on with my day like if i have like one thing that i've i've been thinking about is it'd be great on twitter if you could well it's never going to make it to the app but like just the idea of this is interesting like if you could say, okay, I have, um, I don't know, 30 minutes or I have an hour. Show me the most relevant tweets that are going to take me an hour to read. So, like, condense my timeline into, like, a one hour. So, instead of having 800 tweets to go through, I'd have, like, 100. But they're the 100 most interesting ones. That'd be super interesting and powerful. Like, what I... What I do right now is when I have a lot of tweets and I won't have time to read all of them, I usually go to Nuzzle. Do you know what Nuzzle is? No. Oh, interesting. Uh, So Nuzzle is uh, this app that you can connect to Twitter or Facebook, I think. But who who would want to do that? I don't know. Uh, But basically what it does is it uh, looks at all the links that are shared on Twitter and ranks them based on 
the like number of retweets from the people you know and the number of shares from people you know and like uses all these algorithms to figure out okay what are the most important links for uh, for today and so you get like a list of all the things that that people were talking about and that's super useful super useful super powerful like i can just go through and quite quickly know what are the big stories that happen today i use it i use it all the time like i i even like i feel like twitter should just buy them at some point um because <laughs> it's just so useful and so powerful but i i feel like they could do the same thing but for tweets because sometimes i don't know like that's very centered around links but what if a tweet blows up like what if i don't know like marco armand goes on a tweet storm about something and like mm-hmm. everyone's like like replying and like it's just blowing up like i'd want to know that like that's like something i'd be interested in reading um so for me the algorithmic timeline really optimizes for when you're gonna be spending a short time on twitter If you spend a long time on Twitter, then I completely agree with you that the like current timeline makes a ton of sense. Um, but in the case where you're only gonna have a limited time, which is most people, because most people don't care as much about what everyone's saying on Twitter, that's gonna make more sense. You know what my problem is? Uh, I have no idea what a normal Twitter user looks like. Mm-hmm. I have no idea because people I know either use Twitter like, uh, you know, you would consider them like a power user. Yeah. Or they don't even know what Twitter is and don't really understand it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I know my my younger brother joined Twitter recently. Uh, I I should ask him about it. We should have him on a show. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know how he uses it. Yeah. I know a lot of I know some of my friends, they use Twitter, well, at least they say they do, uh, but they never tweet. So it's like a very passive mm-hmm. thing, which is fine, I guess, normal. Yeah. I would assume like most of Twitter users don't tweet, just like read. Tweets. Yeah, I, I think that's correct. Yeah. So for them, I guess that would be fine. I, don't, I, don't, I have no idea. That's the thing. The, the thing is, I'm very like, I love Twitter. I'm very. Yeah. To me, Twitter is the thing that feels the most like the Internet. Yeah, it, it it it's even weird that it's a thing that's is, that is owned by a company. I feel like if it were to go away, it's like such a powerful idea that like stuff is happening on real time and every time something happens, mm-hmm. everything's on Twitter. Like everyone's on Twitter. Things happen there first. And then mm-hmm. the rest of the internet is almost like the the old like print world where like <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's like something yeah, happens yeah. and it, like everyone there knows about it right away. And then it takes like 30 minutes, an hour for it to like go up on websites. Like, that's crazy. That's ridiculous. Like, so I, f- I feel like Twitter is this core idea now that is part of the Internet. But see, like you're scared that Twitter is going to screw it up. But. I feel like they can't really afford it. <laughs> like, can you imagine? Like, they piss off 
all of us, all the early adopters, they don't have anyone left. <laughs> it's not like they like suddenly they're gonna come up with a breakout hit that's gonna make everyone join Twitter and it's gonna make every every one of us leave. Like they have to play their, no, but their they cards losing, really well. They are losing users. What? The stats are going down and have investors to to please. That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, sure, but like it's that, uh, all the external pressure is gonna mess their thinking, <laughs> and they're, they're gonna try to fix something that you know there wasn't a problem. Well, that's well, the there thing. is like, a problem with Twitter. Like there are many problems. No, 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 there is. But... They're just tackling the wrong shit. <laughs> okay, so what what do you think they should be tackling? Well, the for me, the number one problem with Twitter is um, uh, like the onboarding process. Like, yep. Yeah. A new user create a new account would go to twitter.com and it would have no idea what the hell it's doing and it would it, it takes ages to create a new account and follow people like that's their number one like yeah. problem for me like the conversion there in those pages sh- I I would assume it's horrible <laughs> like really bad and it has been bad forever yeah like forever it it never had like it was never good at any time yeah. and they did improve the homepage though which is a lot better than it used to. I don't even... Now it shows like lots of tweets and it's like the top popular tweets from the day uh, and it can filter I by like, category and stuff like that. I think it gives you a good, well, a decent idea of uh, what the Twitter experience is without even having to log in, which is good. Uh, but yeah, I do agree. I don't see that. The onboarding is pretty shitty. Um, yeah. But I don't see that. Like, if you go, you don't have an account, you go to twitter.com, yep. say, welcome to Twitter, connect with your friends and other fascinating people, get in-the-moment updates on the things that interest you, and watch events unfold in real time from every angle. Wait, what? You don't see, like, the gradient thing with, like, a bunch of tweets if you scroll in no. a, like, masonry grid type of thing? No, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna send you a screenshot. Oh, okay, so may- maybe they're A/B testing stuff. I f-ing hope so. <laughs> I just see a background because f- mine is is actually not that bad. I just see a background photo with a terrible quality. Oh, okay. You get you have the old one. I'll show you yeah. the new one. Oh, so they they do have a new yeah. one. Yeah, but I don't I don't think they changed the onboarding. Hmm. That's interesting. So yeah, the, for me that would be the first thing that they should try to solve fix. And they have brilliant people over there. Like, I know brilliant designers and, and, and engineers that work on Twitter. And Jack is back, which I still don't know if that's a good thing. I, I want to believe that it is. So it's like, yeah, you have all the ingredients. Please just, like, regroup. <laughs> Go back to Mother Base and really think this through. And I love Twitter. So anyway, maybe all this discussion is worthless because <laughs> they're not doing it. It's yeah, like, I'm not sure. Oh, but like, I'm willing to accept that algorithmic Twitter might have value and might be something that can give me and a lot of new users a as good if not better experience um but that that being said i haven't tried it yet so i don't know like i i want to reserve my judgment till like when i can actually use it because i i don't think that i want to rule out the idea entirely um because I, I have proof with like Nuzzle and things like that, that an algorithmic timeline is kind of nice time to time. So yeah, I'd, I'd see what, uh, what they make of this 
and maybe they're not gonna ship anything now that everyone lose their shit but um yeah that'd be that'd be interesting and that'd be even more interesting to me than their moment stuff that was like pretty useless i still don't have moments yeah i we don't have it officially in canada either but like their app is quite buggy around that i think so if i get mm-hmm. a moment link and i tap it then the thing the tab shows up on my on my app hmm. so i don't know what's going weird. on there it's it's quite weird but i i did get the chance to play with it Okay, so before we go, you want to do some recommendations? What's happening this week? Yes. Well, I have two recommendations. Like, they're very design mm-hmm. related for designers. Yes. And um, uh, one is uh, Framer Studio got an update and now supports multi uh, multi touch gestures. So if you use Framer before, you know you could um, had triggers for events like click or scroll or some swipe, and now you have all of the multi gestures like pinch to zoom and um, like a swipe from the edge, like on the top and stuff like that. Um, so you can do a lot of new cool shit. And I think it's the first um, prototyping tool that supports this. So it's a very cool update. If you haven't, if you pay for a framer, uh, it's a free update. If you don't, well, just do it. We have a trial on their mm-hmm. website. Um, and the second one is a product came from Envision Labs, which is... Yep. Uh, um like a team from envision like they are focusing on experimenting and build stuff right i guess yeah uh, and it's called yeah it feels like just a um, fancy name yeah same way like a, facebook has like creative labs and these sort of things it's like yeah, it's a team that it's not working on their main yeah. product it's like yeah working on other stuff so this it's called craft and this is a plugin for sketch in photoshop mm-hmm. and it's awesome. I'm going to record a Sketchcast episode on this. And it's a little thing that it stays on the next to the inspector. If you use Sketch, I haven't tried this with Photoshop, but I, I believe it's the same thing. Um, and it's like, this is like 20 Sketch plugins into one very well-crafted um, <laughs> package. Um, so you have stuff like, it's divided into three different categories, like type, photos, and duplicate. And type is stuff like, you know, like the content generator, you can um, like put lorem ipsum or like real content, like dates and cities and addresses and names of people. And a cool feature is like, for example, you're designing like, I don't know, like a blog view or something, like you have a bunch of headlines. So you can select all of your text blocks that would be used for headlines. And then you can tap use this plugin to type in an address like of a website let's say the verge and you can feed the verge's um article titles into your own design yeah. does that make sense yeah that's really like cool. use yeah use outside contents to feed your own content yeah. like your own design so that's Which pretty is cool. interesting because like a good also a good um application for that would be um if you're redesigning a website and you want to reuse the same like titles or content that's already there in the live uh, the live website Mm -hmm. you can like super easily like type that website url and then like import the different content from from that website into your mock-ups yeah 
Um, the second thing, which is photos, the second uh, second button is <laughs> photos. Uh, it's the same thing as the text, but you can feed in like photos and you can use, like again, the content generator, which is, I guess, the most popular plugin, sketch plugin. But you can feed the like a folder of images. And let's say you have like a bunch of thumbnails, you just select that folder of image and it will use that those images as a background, for example. And you can even have a, a Dropbox link um, you can have stuff from Unsplash or you know, just the web. So that's that's pretty, pretty awesome. I was working on a new homepage for my website um, yesterday, and I used that to import uh, screenshots from uh, my projects that I've been working on from my current website. <laughs> there you go. Pretty cool. Pretty useful. There you go. And the last one is the duplicate, which this is kind of like one of the main selling features of project comet i guess this can do for sketch which is let's say you create like you're doing um like a list and you create one cell and use this to duplicate that cell across the whole list right and if you're using like um name generator or like lorem ipsum it will not just duplicate the layer but you know refresh those contents as well so if you have like a list of users with name email and photo you create one, one username, one user, and then you just duplicate like, oh, okay, I want 10 right. users like below with a 20 pixel padding. And it will refresh the information. So the, you're going to have like new username, new emails, and new photos, all mm -hmm. that. This is pretty, pretty, pretty yeah. cool. Uh, again, I'm going to record next week uh, an episode on Sketchcast on this. So if you want to see it in action, plug. Yeah. Uh, take a look. You're not going to want to miss it. <laughs> so it's free. It. Yeah, just free. Just go download it. Links in the show notes and play with it. Pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, and when we were talking about um, the sketch and like being just a foundation, and you can add plugins to do fancy stuff if you need it, that's like such a great example of that. Um, yeah, it's it's really awesome that the like sketch API allow you to have all these plugins. It's really awesome. It doesn't. Yeah, it's. It doesn't feel like a plugin. I guess it helps having yeah. a big company backing this up. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it feels very, very solid. Like I do wish it was more designed like, like Sketch, though. Because <laughs> right now it feels mm. very much like a Photoshop plugin running in Sketch. But yeah, it is really cool. Um, and it works pretty well. And it's super like fully f featured for a plugin. So there you go. Uh, that was it for this week's episode. Uh, if you guys stick to the end, thank you so much. Um, if you want to help us, just click on the links in the show notes to give us an upvote on Product Hunt and or Designer News. That really helps us a lot. If you want to be the first guy or girl to <laughs> post a review on iTunes already. <laughs> no pressure, folks. You're going to be in yeah, you're gonna be in history, like the first one. Well, so I'm, I may or may not frame it. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. If you want to be in Kevin's bedroom. Yes. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> the review. Anyway, um, you can find all the, sh the, um, the show notes in layout.fm uh, slash episode slash 13. And we're on Twitter at layout.fm. See you next week. Bye. Bye.
Oh, okay. So I have um, I have a game for you. Okay. <laughs> All right, and it's called Find the Solution. Do do do. Okay. <laughs> nice sound effect. Yeah. Uh, so here's the premise of this game. I'm going to tell you um, like a computer problem that I have okay. had, and I'm gonna tell you like all of the steps that I took. Okay. Right? And then you have three chances to tell me what the fix for this problem <laughs> is. Okay? Okay, I'm 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 ready for this. You ready? Oh okay. wait, wait, wait. So here's we have to establish the rules. Can I Google? Um No, but you can ask me a lot of questions. Okay. I, I'm just saying no because it would like take a lot of time. Right. It would be, get boring. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but I've done a lot of Googling. <laughs> So I, and I've tried a lot of stuff, so you can ask me questions, uh -huh. okay? All right, so here's the premise. One day, I opened Final Cut, and spinning beach ball, like the, the little icon on a dock starts jumping around, and you don't even have, you don't even see the little, like the little window, you know, when it's open, yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. like Photoshop and Adobe apps have. Yeah, so you, you don't even see that. Um, here's more data. The Motion app, which is another app from Apple, mm -hmm. which is very tied in with Final Cut, same thing, right? Like it wouldn't just it would just bounce in the dock, no window, no nothing, and the only thing you could do is like force quit. Um, I was opening Final Cut the library from a external disk. Okay, so it's a library. It's on an external disk. So here's here's the steps that I took. Uh, first, I tried to uh, I unplugged the, the external disk and I tried opening from a local library. Right. Same same stuff, same behavior. Then I tried to I think it's Option Command click on the, the icon. icon. Yeah, that's what I was gonna. Yeah, ask. so you can, yeah, you can delete all the preferences and all the stuff, and start new. So if I do that, I get the little modal thing saying, "Do you want to delete all the preferences?" I said yes, and same stuff. I don't even see the the, the panel, the window. Hmm. Um, what else? Oh, okay. So here's the catch. This is this is very important for you to find the answer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I switch users on this computer, and on that second user, if I open the app, um, it would open flawlessly. Like we had no problems. Whoa. <laughs> so then I do something. Okay. So then I I've I, I've realized that the problem was, is with my user, okay? Mm -hmm. So I went to the library, the user's library, and I deleted every freaking file that had anything to do with Final Cut. So Final Cut preferences, motions, preferences, everything. Yeah, and when that I, doesn't seem when like I a very good it, idea. I, I was, I was, whatever. <laughs> oh, I reinstalled the app right. again, by the way. Oh, okay, yeah, and so that's another thing I was, I was going to suggest. Like, just delete the app, mm -hmm. start over reinstall mm -hmm. and that didn't work oh it didn't work but if i try to delete it just like on the finder and select the app and try to delete yeah. it it wouldn't let me like finder would crash so the only mm -hmm. way i could delete it was to sign in with another user delete final cut and then back on my user and install it and same stuff nothing changed uh so okay here's Here's the premise. Here's the data. Um, what do you think the fix 
is because I fixed it. Hmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> delete. Oh wait, wait, wait! Just one other thing that I did. <laughs> I freaking I freaking reinstalled OS ten. Uh, <laughs> no way! And then reinstalling OS ten didn't work. Nope. Same behavior every time. Nothing uh. Changed. Then I guess you just give up and uh, like <laughs> abandon this user account, delete that user account, create a new one, and then keep using that. <laughs> you know what? That's actually kind of the answer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's so but, weird. Um, not exactly because I didn't want to you know, abandon my <laughs> main user and start a new, and I didn't want to you know every time I work on Final Cut have to sign in with another user that would be mm-hmm. lame um but you're very you're very close you're very close so do you want to just like yeah i think i that's my only guess that. like i don't even know that's so weird yeah like i don't even know how your computer can get into that state yeah me neither like what the f- <laughs> all of this even if you take this and take the the sharing preferences and extensions being all corrupted and shit. I didn't know what to do. So I Googled a lot <laughs> and there was this one answer, which kind of solved this. So it was, you, you have to have a second account, admin account on your computer. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so you log in with that second account, then you delete this main account. And when you're deleting the account, there's a, there's a, an option to select, to keep the user's folder, hmm. right? Okay. So you select that, so you keep the user's folder, and what's going to do is, in the user's uh, folder, you have, like, all the users, and you're going to have, like, my account, and in parentheses, like, deleted. Right. Okay. So then, you rename that folder, and you you remove the deleted part. Mm-hmm. And then, you create another account, and you give it the exact same name as your <laughs> old account. And if you do that, it's going to say, hey, we found a user's folder with that name. You want to use that? Mm. And you say yes. And then magic, <laughs> it uncorrupted it. And everything was working fine. Even my extensions were working fine. Whoa. But then like a day later, the extensions broke again. So <laughs> I'm just, it's just a matter of time that, I'm, that Final Cut is going to broke. Again. <laughs> wow. So. That's pretty. That was it. <laughs> I, I lost a day and, of work and just that's trying to on your brand new iMac. <laughs> mm-hmm. Brand new iMac. And I, I it's not like I'm installing, you know, third party software like crazy. I I even I, I even managed to go this long without installing Chrome. Like I'm really trying to keep right. this machine clean. Yeah. Yeah. Not because I'm afraid I can break it, but just because I like keeping mm-hmm. things like clean. But even then my users get corrupted. That's so weird. I, w- I would have totally yeah. given up and like brought it back to the store or something like that. Be like, you know what? Your goddamn computer doesn't work. But then, uh, so that's the thing though. Yeah. Like when you have problems like this and you take them to the Apple store, they're like, oh, like just restore everything and like do all these resets that are like totally disruptive to <laughs> the work that you're supposed to be doing. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I could like restart over everything from scratch and then like try give it another try, but it's gonna take me like days worth of work to like go back to a state where I can do normal work to 
like figure out yeah. if now I have another problem. Like, how's it my problem to like troubleshoot your goddamn software? I don't know. Yeah, it's funny because, uh, by the way, we don't have like official Apple stores here. Oh, really? Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So that sucks. So we we don't have genius <laughs> in this country. Um, but you know what? I feel uh, maybe this is a bit cocky of me, but I feel that any anything software related that genius can do, I can probably do it. Um, you know. It, excluding any hardware stuff yeah. like i'm not gonna open this machine but uh so i've been an apple nerd for like like 10 years maybe and so i've been i know a lot of this stuff mm -hmm. and i tried like i always go through the same steps like fixes possible fixes like in order of the magnitude of <laughs> how things are going to change like you know, start for, start by rebooting your machine. Then start by fixing permissions. Then start by reset the PRAM. That sort of stuff. Yeah, the PRAM. <laughs> like then log in with the second, like in recovery mode, and see if that changes. And like try to isolate the problem. Yeah. But, you know. You know. Still, yeah, that's weird. The still. only thing I believe that they have like extra things that they can do to your machine. Um, mm -hmm. That some like, diagnosis. Yeah, stuff, that right? normal like mortal could couldn't do. Like I know on on iOS they can have like actual stats on how your battery is doing. Like the the mm -hmm. like if you've had your phone for two years, what kind of uh percentage like charge it's gonna keep versus like a new battery and things like that. Like they can mm -hmm. like go in like pretty deep. Um so I assume they have similar stuff on OS then. But yeah, I agree. And in the case of your issue, like, no one knows what's going on. Like, cool. Why yeah. did this app like suddenly stop working? Um, but yeah, Apple. Yeah, that's weird. I've noticed too. Yeah. Like, um, my sharing extensions also are problematic. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I installed this uh, new uh, to do app called To Do. <laughs> Uh, and if I tried adding the extension to the like sharing menu, it just crashes Safari. Mm. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> I'm, I don't know if it's that developer's fault or if it's the it's DOS's fault. The like I have no idea yeah. what's going on, but I know that I just can't add the extension to Safari. Cause they have the same stuff and it's all related. This is like some permissions user stuff related because so this this one today, which the the one from Google Analytics that I just told you about, it was not like loading. It was not opening anything on the on the widget. So I was like, I thought this was the app's fault, right? right. And it wasn't it hadn't been updated yeah. for a while. So I was like, yeah, probably like this app is broken. Mm -hmm. So I bought a second app that it's it does exactly the same stuff. Right. And so by the way, this is just an app that it's to use on the today widget. Mm -hmm thing so i download it i buy it and i install it i open it and it says like you know take the steps like open the today thing click on uh edit or extensions or whatever yeah and it wasn't there like for me to add it wasn't there and i was like what how i just bought this and you know if i was a <laughs> quote-unquote normal person i was like this is everything like this is broken and i hate this but i knew like <laughs> like i wouldn't i wouldn't give up so i tried okay reboot something yeah. for the os to refresh the 
you know, the directory of available apps that you can have there, something like that. Mm. And then nothing, and nothing, and fixed permissions, and nothing. And, you know, someday, like, like two days after, yeah, it was there. And I was like, f*** <laughs> And but they still don't work. So you know what? The, that first app that I thought it was broken, it was not. It's the OS's fault, and I just spend more money because of that. Yeah. OS ten is getting it's getting weird. I don't know. Yeah, I. I don't know. I don't know if it's. I don't have. I feel like I don't have a good sense whether or not it's getting worse, or if it's just that the kind of things that we're doing with our computers are like more advanced and have more points of failure than they used to but but all of this this is not advanced voodoo stuff yeah. this is you know a main feature of the os that apple promotes it's like now we have this today sidebar and you can add extensions there and even first party things like weather it's not loading <laughs> right now it's not loading I can show you. I'm going to take a screenshot. I'm going to show you how this looks. Mine looks fine. Yeah, I know. You know, my MacBook is fine as well. It's like, that's even worse. That Like, if it was, uh, well, every machine is suffering from this. I was confident that Apple would, uh, like, you know, ship a fix pretty pretty quick. Yeah. But but because it's not widespread stuff, I'm even more... (laughs) Like afraid that they're just this bug is just gonna get, keep haunting me. So yeah, for me, what's even worse though than like these bugs and it it sucks when it happens, but I feel like it's not intentional. That if like they could like have an engineer like spend the afternoon with you and sit down and like they try to figure it out. And they eventually probably would. Yeah, that's weird. So you have no today extension showing up. You only see the nope. title. Well, no, I'm not saying it's intentional. No, like, yeah, but like what I feel is more worrisome is apps that are kind of, or like core functionality that are kind of getting old and not getting a lot of attention. It's like, while like that app was fine like, six years ago, now it's terrible. <laughs> like, look at iTunes. Like, <laughs> iTunes doesn't get better every year. iTunes gets gets worse every year because they tack on like new stuff, and then like the apps just get more bloated and slow. And but then it's like, what are you gonna do? Like, it's the same thing for. I don't know, like the the message app, like is fine, I guess, but then um, it's still like it doesn't show um, a links in like with a preview, which is not now like I'd say kind of a standard like everywhere. Um, there's um, what else like mail. Is like such a pain in the ass uh, to work with uh, Gmail. It doesn't do push. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like doesn't have any modern features. Like it's still what I use because for my needs, it, it works the best. But it's like these apps, these core apps, shouldn't stay stay the same every year and ne- and not get updates. 
feel like every year should get better and like have like I don't know, just follow what the current like trends are. Uh, I just feel that they 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 are adding a lot of complexity to the OS itself, and they it's like you know you add stuff on top of old features and core features, and then like you, you don't you you don't think it through. Like for example, this the problems that I'm having it's because the users folder is corrupted. Like that's a you know a huge part of the os like my users folder <laughs> that's like very core to everything and i know i just want to i think i just i'll just repeat what the adp guys said last episode but uh i've been having like all of the problems that they were talking about i like i had them like for example yesterday my girlfriend was uh sending me through messages like iMessage of um because we were looking for a new apartment, so she was looking like sending me links to apartments, and um, I was like, "Yeah, sure, let, let's take a look at all these that you send me uh, on your computer, like, so we don't have to look at it in the phone." So I opened her computer, and like messages were was not refreshing. Like all of the messages that she sent. Oh yeah, me I got that too this there. week. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Like, I'm not worried." I'm like, "Yeah, so it still hasn't synced." So I waited, and then I quit the app and open it again and nothing so i even tried to like send a new message so you would you know ignite something like some <laughs> syncing stuff and nothing and it was like what can i do now like <laughs> we waited for like yeah. 10 minutes just looking at it and then all of a sudden starts pushing stuff like all the message came pouring in yeah but it's, did you like what can you do did like, you get like the 50 no notifications like suddenly you're <laughs> just receiving a bunch of messages and then like yeah everything got for me like everything got out of order like i was talking to yeah. you but then like the message i had just sent was like way at the top and then like you had things down below and it's like such a mess um so they are adding a lot of complexity stuff and they want to keep things like no ui icloud just works except when it doesn't um like uh, Casey List mentioned this, the uh, keyboard shortcuts uh, thing. Uh, it, like yeah, before, it synced across iOS and OS X. And all of a sudden, it it doesn't anymore. I, I had the exact same thing <laughs> when I bought the Success. Right. I have a bunch like for emoji, like keyboards. Yeah. Um, and when I bought the Success, I was like, yep, they're not here anymore. I was like, well, I guess they... <laughs> They don't sync anymore. <laughs> Whatever. What can I do? So I had to put them all in. But on my Mac, it synced. So when I got the new iMac, all those keyboard shortcuts were here. Mm -hmm. So what's up? They sync across Macs, but on iOS devices? Yeah. I have no idea. And I can't debug this. Like, there's no, here are your, you know, the keyboard shortcuts in iCloud. Like, I, there's no way for you to do it. You just have to. <laughs> Do the rain dance that has Syracuse said. Yeah, a, a big anyway. frustration for me too is uh, iBooks. I don't use it to read books, but I stopped. Gosh, like every time I open it, I'm in a different spot in the book. And it's like, mm -hmm. why? Like, I, I don't get it. And they even moved to the new um, iCloud Drive syncing, mm -hmm. which is supposed to be better, but it's exactly the same. Um, so yeah, it's it's super weird. Like just shit like that that 
doesn't work is like mm-hmm. kind of stupid. But then, like, I I don't know how how they're gonna like suddenly fix them all these all these little it's issues. It's not gonna be sudden. Like, yeah, I guess they will just like have to. I'm not even gonna say like take a snow leopard year because that's not a thing. <laughs> but you know, spend time rethinking the whole thing, like refactoring the code. But but you know what? That would take like years. And they can't, because business, they can't stale for two years while the competition, you know, evolves. So they have to stay current. They have to ship features. They have to do more stuff. And I don't know. I guess the solution is, like, (laughs) um, create a separate team to start working on the new OS. (laughs) OS 11 or whatever. And while the main thing continues, like, developing for OS 10 I guess like I don't I don't see a fix it's weird it's it's sad but <laughs> I don't know yeah yeah I don't know just make your shit work Apple <laughs> <laughs>